High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, PE teachers, photography teachers, chemistry teachers, and of course, a special shout out to all you summer school teachers out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the slumber party's at my place this evening, but first... Summer school is still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. So your first assignment, of course, was to listen to last week's episode on Starship Troopers. Thank you so much, Dan Ferrara, for hopping on and talking about that movie that I know you really, really enjoyed. And you know what? I was pleasantly surprised, too. A lot of good social media feedback on Starship Troopers, including from the star of Starship Troopers. I was so happy to see Casper Van Dien on the Instagram, like, responding to the pictures we were posting. Hopefully he listened to the episode. My favorite thing he said, though, was, hashtag, welcome to the Roughnecks. Oh my god, I felt like I belonged. Thank you, Casper Van Dien. It's an honor to serve in, how did Dan Ferrara put it, exact quote from the movie? Ah, yes, Rico's Roughnecks. (laughs) Oh, man, that was super cool. Oh, and if you had an issue with the Starship Troopers episode, I do apologize. We had a little bit of a bug last week. But as I say, and as I say in Starship Troopers, the only good bug is a dead bug. We solved it. So if the episode had any delivery issues or some kind of funky sound things, delete it, re-download it, it should be working fine. So Casper Van Dien was a pretty, pretty good student. Clearly, he does his homework because he knows a super important thing about High School Slumber Party, how important class participation is. Remember, I want your comments. I need your comments. I like your likes. I love the feedback, good or bad. And remember that High School Slumber Party is on Facebook, it's on Twitter, or like Casper, he knows it, it's on Instagram. Some news, if you will. Booksmart, which I loved, which a lot of people loved, it's coming out on digital in August, and let me get that date for you right here. It is August 20th, Mm, a day before my birthday write that date down. And I'm really excited to watch it again. I'm curious if I'm going to like it as much. I hope so. By the way, the Blu-ray comes out on 
September 3rd. They didn't pay me to say that. I said I enjoyed the film. And a lot of our other slumbers enjoyed the film as well. Lauren Kay on Twitter actually wrote, after I reposted Booksmark's advertisement for their digital delivery, Lauren Kay wrote, I swear I haven't loved a teen movie that much since Easy A, and I know that film word for word. Two great movies. So glad. So glad she liked Booksmart. And again, you don't have to like Booksmart. I totally get it. But if you do, I'm sure you're excited to see it again. And thanks, Lauren Kay, for your class participation. Now, Malala, guys. Some serious stuff. The best way you can help High School Slumber Party is by spreading the love and the word of High School Slumber Party and by telling a friend. Tell a friend about all the fun we have here at the Slumber Party. Tell a friend to pack their favorite jammies. Tell a friend to pick their favorite sleeping bag. Tell your friends. Other ways, though, is by hitting that subscribe button on whatever podcast delivery service that you're listening to us right now on. Whether that be Stitcher, whether that be Google Play, whether that be Apple Podcasts, or whether that be Spotify. And on most of those apps, I believe, you can leave a rating, five stars is preferred, or you can write a review, and wonderful, happy, happy thoughts are also preferred there. And of course, you could also check us out on cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, which is the home of a bunch of other great shows, including my Friday partner, remember guys, Fridays are for fun. It's either going to be a Hanks for the Memories, which is a Tom Hanks podcast, or Cruise Club, which, you guessed it, is a Tom Cruise podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. We have a lot more to cover, so stand pat for just a couple more minutes. Now, hosting this podcast affords me some perks. And since you're listening for the price of zero dollars and zero cents, perks are pretty much my currency, baby. One of those perks is that they sometimes let me watch movies before they're released and review them. Recently, I watched a film called Woodstock or Bust. Um, it's an indie film, and it's a period piece about like these two teen musicians trying to make their way across country to play at the famous Woodstock Festival. By the way, side note, I went up to Bethel Woods to see a concert with the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried, and another famous Cage Club Network guest who will, spoiler be on a little bit later. Anyway, I went up to see two great musicians, Blondie and Elvis Costello. It was an awesome concert. And of course, Bethel Woods is where Woodstock took place. And they had a really cool museum there. And I definitely suggest the museum or seeing a concert there in general. But the museum was awesome. And it really like got me in this 60s mood. So this film really, I don't know, it, it hit the spot. Because I've been thinking a lot about Woodstock lately. And I think this is the 50th anniversary. They were supposed to have like Woodstock 50, but they canceled it. Thank God, because nothing's better than the original. Anyway, though, if you're really into this like 1960s stuff, I think you're going to like this film. It was a lot of fun, especially if you like period pieces. It stars Meg DeLacy of The Fosters and Willow Shields of The Hunger Games. 
I remember her well because on my other show, again, hosted with the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried. But P.S. I Love Hoffman, the Philip Zimmer Hoffman podcast, we talked a lot about the Hunger Games there, and she played Jennifer Lawrence's younger sister in that, and I thought she was awesome, obviously she's a little older now, and I thought they both were great. I actually really, really liked the younger people in this film. But yeah, the fashion was great, the music was great, I won't give away too much, no spoilers here, but I actually really, really enjoyed the ending. And I love getting a chance to watch these indie films, especially high school indie films. I don't think there's enough high school indie films. And it was really, really up our alley here of like the films we've been talking about, especially lately on High School Slumber Party. And it reminded me a lot, too, of Dumplin' and To All the Boys I Loved Before, kind of those like Netflix films, because maybe they do like skewer, is that a word? skew, I guess I mean to say. I guess they skew to the younger audience. And when I say younger, I don't mean young. I just don't mean 30-something-year-olds like me. But they can still be enjoyable for 30-something-year-olds like me. Especially, especially, again, if you like period pieces from late 60s or the Woodstock era. I thought it was a fun trip. Pun intended? No pun intended? I don't know, it just came out, but I thought it was a fun trip through the 60s teenage experience. And if you're a fan of that time period, again, I think you'll enjoy it. It comes out on digital, let's see, August 13th, so this coming week. So if you do happen to see it, let me know on all our social medias. I'm curious, I'm curious to see what you think of it, honestly. And speaking of, like, going back in time and experiencing a different era... Our film this week, Summer School Teachers, should really, really be a fun trip back in time. So after watching this film and after talking about it with my guest, Alexandra Schroeder, I was still like, I need some background information. I need some more scholarship. So I decided to call up the resident historian of the Cage Club Podcast Network, a voice you guys should be very familiar with on High School Slumber Party. Welcome to the classroom, Michael Manzi. Hello, it's good to be back. So Mike Manzi, we watched Summer School Teachers, and I had some questions, and you know, we were talking a little bit, and is it true you own this on VHS? <laughs> that is true. I, I once had two copies and sent one to legendary Monkey Club host Christian Larson in the mail one day, so... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I did not know that you, you know, own this movie. I didn't know that people were too familiar with this film. It's just something that, like, I looked up. So uh, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, that you, you must know something about this film. But more importantly, while doing my research, I saw that this was produced by Roger Corman. And that name certainly rang a bell. And I'm somewhat familiar with the Corman thing, but I'm not an expert, so I figured first you can educate me on what the hell this genre is and like movies <laughs> like this. So the movie Summer School Teachers, uh, it's, you know, it's a pure B-movie exploitation drive-in movie. Um, like, this was kind of Corman's bread and butter. Was uh, He's the king of exploitation, the B-movie king. Um, you know, he, his motto was have a good-looking poster, sell the movie, and then worry <laughs> about it later. Um, probably his most, great. his most legendary failure is like the he had the rights to the Fantastic Four movie at one point, and they put out like a version in the 90s for like a couple million bucks that just, you know, 
just <laughs> disappeared immediately. But but yeah, like uh, I discovered this movie, I guess while I was in college, because as a film student, I was diving deep into Roger Corman's sort of his cavalcade of stars and you know basically everyone you heard just about everyone you heard of for a certain amount of time came up through the Roger Corman school of filmmaking from Coppola Scorsese you know uh wow. yeah Scorsese had a film Boxcar Bertha which he made under Roger Corman I mean James Cameron oh. started out as a special effects director there i mean joe dante jack hill like ron howard started i got his first movie really doing two movies uh grand theft auto and eat my dust which are just these two crazy car crash movies that are just like 90 minutes of stunts and uh he was really well known for giving basically anybody a shot wow uh, he would give like you know you'd get one shot and then if you like impressed him he'd give you another try and then eventually you'd you'd get on the books or like he'd You'd be one of his regulars and everything. Uh, there's, uh, we just watched The Burbs, directed by Joe Dante, over on Hanks for the Memories. And um, he is, you know, he, that guy, he's done a lot of great stuff over in the Corman factory, too. And he used to cut trailers. And um, he made this great movie with, um, it called um, Hollywood Boulevard, which is, like, mostly footage from other movies that he like <laughs> cobbled together because he I think he had a bet with Corman that like he couldn't like make a movie comprised mostly of other footage from other movies uh, and he won that bet but yeah wow. just just did a, I mean this movie I think came along around the time of when they were doing a stretch of like night school nurse movies and women in prison films and um, you know s- school teacher stuff and it's just like this one is more of sort of more on the tame side i'd say than uh, a lot of his other stuff but uh it really runs the gamut like he really did everything yeah you know i don't want to reveal too much about how i thought about the film uh until we get to our episode nor do i want to reveal who directed this because we do talk about that i was actually quite surprised when i found out not necessarily who the director is but again we'll get into it but interesting film i'd certainly like to see see more of these things okay i got a main question for you <laughs> okay about this is the b movie dead um no um i think it's still alive but it's different now like in a manner of speaking like i think you know ever since like jaws and star wars like the blockbuster like basically blockbuster films are b movies with just too much money thrown at him, right? So, like, I would mm. even say, you know, we recently saw Hobbs and Shaw. Loved it. Great. But that is a exploitation action film. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that is just a B-movie with too much money uh, backing it. And it's great. And I and I love it for that. But I think, you know, Corman had a big hand in, the like, the director video market, too. So, like, for a long time, uh, a lot of B-movies were just sort of directed video. And now I think it's the directed video on demand market right Mm, which is kind of considered the b movie um and also i just think it's kind of a like there is i guess there are a criteria for it but i think it's more of a matter of personal taste at this point you know like uh the general public kind of decides what's good and then if you're with it or against it whatever you like that isn't trending or anything can kind of be considered like a cult film or a b-movie or or something like that yeah you know that makes a lot of sense and with video on demand we may see a new era of this sort of b-movie because i think for a lot of people b 
B-movies can be hard to grasp or understand. It feels like the majority of movies these days are trying to be Oscar movies. Even, like, superhero movies, which would have never, ever been in the class of, like, trying to, like, be the best and get nominations. And by the best, I mean less campy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. And that's a that right there, I think, is one of the magic words is camp. Camp and schlock, I think, are uh, are two <laughs> big vocab vocabulary words when we're dealing with a guy like Roger Corman, like the king of schlock. Um, like his, I, I guess the story goes, you know, he made the original Little Shop of Horrors in like 24 hours. Um, and wow. it's a good movie, all things considered, and, you know, spawned an incredible remake uh, with Rick Moranis and, you know, the big musical thing and everything. So, you know, the guy's no joke. Like, he is super economic, you know, he's all about the bottom line, but he's also... No, you know he's not trying to create Oscar movies, or you know he knows what he's doing. He knows where he's sort of like placed himself in the pantheon of film history. He's like he's he's more than content, more than happy being the king of B movies, I believe. Well, I learned so much, like in my own classroom. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I had no idea he gave all those directors, like their start. I mean, I'd seen Boxcar Bertha, but I wasn't aware that was a Corman thing too. It makes a lot of sense. Um, wow, like, he's he's a name that maybe is not a household name to, like, your regular Johnnies and Joes out there, but certainly someone that film people know and adore. So I'm glad to yeah. finally, like, unlock what exactly this Corman, and just the overall, like, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and I guess into the 90s, B-movie experience kind of was. Yeah, and and you know, it, you know, is it just a? It's a different era. We're we're kind of far from it now, so it's understandable if his name isn't a household name anymore. But I truly believe at one point it it was um, that you just knew, like if you opened up the paper, you know, and saw Piranha was playing, and be like, ooh, the new <laughs> Roger Corman, you know, horror movie or whatever is out, because it was always like Roger Corman presents, Roger Corman this, Roger, you know what I'm saying? Like even if he was the guy who you knew him as a producer even though he was a director but his name was on like all the posters too right like so it's like a roger corman produced production of you know like a joe dante film (laughs) or something so yeah hopefully you know um people will rediscover him discover him for the first time go and check out like just the incredible catalog of stuff that he's produced yeah and i believe his company was called new world pictures yeah and um and we'll talk about it later in this episode, but his wife was also very involved in the production as well. So, um, awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's this, uh, I just really quickly, like, one of my favorite uh, directors or just in general, like, talents to come out of the Roger Corman score are these two people, Paul Bartel and Mary Wernov. And, um, like, they're they're not like big stars or anything but i just love their work and their character actors that show up in everything from chopping mall to like night of the comet to uh he even shows up in the usual suspects and they made a great movie called eating raul which i would recommend and it's definitely captures the vibe of you know of the sort of diy corman school of uh, filmmaking and everything and um yeah, they're great. He's great. Like, I just, you know, it's just so great that he was around to shepherd so many of these talents. Well, Michael Manzi, it seems like you've given us homework as well. Because <laughs> I definitely want to check out some of the, some of these uh, Corman-esque films. They sound awesome. 
And as always, appreciate you coming on and educating us a yeah. little bit. If you and need, uh, if you need any of the Pam Greer movies, I think I have every single one of them that she made. Wow. So, <laughs> like coffee and you know the Big Bird House, like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Again, always a pleasure, and uh, we'll check out Third Times, and of course the next time you're on here in High School Slumber Party. So, thanks for stopping by the classroom, Mike. Thank you very much. Always good having Mike Manzi on, and ugh, I can't wait till you hear Alexandra Schroeder and me discuss and break down and talk about all the fun things in summer school teachers. And I mentioned this last week. If you weren't able to do your homework, shame on you. This film is not hard to find. Just Google it. I'll put some links up on Twitter. But even if they take those down, just Google it and you'll find some place that's has it for free. You know, these B-movies, I don't think people cared about them much, so they're floating around on the internet. And honestly, if you do want to watch it the proper way, the DVD is cheap, the VHS is cheap, if you have a VCR. Order it, Amazon will deliver it to you in a couple days, I promise. I'm going to give you time to watch this film. So if you haven't seen it, simple. Press that pause button, I'll wait for you. Good. Can't believe you saw it. Can't wait to hear our chat about it. So without further ado, pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother to be over Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. Let's take it away with the fun, fun, fun theme from Summer School Teachers. Class dismissed. we haven't talked about this on air but you've alluded to it and you promised you'd let us know how was crime con yes crime con this year was fantastic uh it was in new orleans mm. which was so much fun i've never been oh, oh. Um, i'm assuming you enjoyed it then. yes Not i just did the crime con aspect but the city as well but the city yeah i really Oof. wanted to make a point to do more touristy things this time around mm-hmm. and of course made the mistake of going on bourbon street the first night Oof, oof. Yeah, those hurricanes, <laughs> girl, those hurricanes. They're so sugary. Oh, yeah. And the bourbon so street big. smells so bad. It's like Oh, it smells like pee-pee <laughs> and sweet vomit. Yeah, and you can almost smell the plastic melting off of those beads that people oh, had left from the night yeah, before. Just, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it was the great, equivalent yeah. of going to Times Square. I mean, it's probably worse, but it's the equivalent of like if you were a tourist in New York and just going to Times Square. Yeah. Just go to Bourbon Street. Oh, for sure. Oof. Well, I hope you enjoyed other parts of the city as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We uh, we went to Cafe Du Monde, mm. had some vignettes. Coffee was amazing. Mm. 
Oh, I, yeah. I yearn to go back. Oh, yeah. Any cool do. crime stuff happen? Yeah. Uh, I got to meet Nancy Grace. Oh, wow. Who, as you know, I <sighs> love. <amazing. laughs> it was amazing. Stood in line for like 45 minutes. That's not two, that bad. It's really not. No. Especially with all like the moms <laughs> and everybody like clamoring. That was, that's for probably her. worth the price of admission just to watch the people in line. Like, oh yeah. No, there are people like crying like oh already. It was just it was nuts. I mean, yes, I did I did cry a little bit. She made me cry. What did she just, say? Like what Well, no, I well, describe the experience. Well, did, did she make you cry like in a happy way or did she like put you down and accuse you of something? Oh god. Because even though that's <laughs> even though that would be hurtful, that would also be an experience as well. Well, I mean, it would be elevated. The experience would be elevated for sure to have her like bitch at me in some way. No, uh, no, I just went up there and I was trying to think of something to say to her, you know, because there was never going to be another time, maybe, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to actually be able to talk to her. And I was just like, hey, I've been watching you forever. And, you know, when I was at work, I would sometimes sneak on the website and like, you know, look at stuff. And she just started to well up. Oh, really? And and watching people kind of start getting teary eyed. I do. And of so course. I literally told Nancy Grace, now you stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's like, now you stop. And she was just like, mm, and awesome. signed my picture. I mean, that's that like cool. strangely inspiring. And I didn't expect that because it's like proof that like she's like living her dream and she still appreciates that. Oh, like, for wow, sure. that's, that's like, that's amazing. And I mean, seeing all those people waiting for her, I mean, how wow. would you feel, wow. you know, seeing I mean, that? But that humble, was really cool. That's for sure. Um, Met Chris Darden, who was a prosecution yeah. lawyer on the OJ case. That's cool. And he was really sassy and fun. Really? Yeah, he's very sassy. <laughs> I that can was see really that. cool. Yeah, yeah. It that's was neat. That's a really, really cool experience. Now, mm-hmm. usually you're on for murderish crime shows, but I think last time, after we need to talk about Kevin, the scarring yeah. that that did to everybody, <laughs> we're like, you know, let's try to find a fun one next time. And when this one, you know, when this film's number came up <laughs> i was like this is the most opposite to any film that alex has done yeah i'm just gonna ask her to do it you know I- i've never seen it but i could kind of got the tone from it and <laughs> this is this is gonna be a very different episode i assume so yes. guys out there if you're expecting a traditional you know nitty-gritty psychoanalyst version of an episode like you've heard before Probably not going to happen today, though there is a murder <laughs> plot in this film. Yes, <laughs> which I was like, oh, and there okay. are multiple little crimes in this. Film. Oh yeah, oh definitely, <laughs> yeah. Some I was just like, what the fuck? So, Writing my some notes they down. actually portray as crimes, and some they kind of don't. <laughs> right, some are like, it's all fun, like it's okay. I'm like it's not okay. <laughs> and the film today is a film called Summer School Teachers. But before we dive into Summer School Teachers, Alex, every time. A guest is on. Mm-hmm. You say your name, your high school, and the high school team name. Yes. Uh, my name is Alex Schroeder. I went to San Marcos High School in San Marcos, Texas, and we were the Rattlers. Yes, I forgot. Go Rattlers. And yes. you get like a rattling sound effect. <laughs> so this movie, Summer School Teachers, mm-hmm. you guys, if you search it now, you're probably not going to find it. I might put the links on social media, but I don't want the sites to get in trouble. Right. This film was on Amazon, and... I searched it. I searched when I first started this podcast. I typed in like high school films and wrote them all down. And I would find these like B level films. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't ignore these forever. I have to do some of them. You know, it's it's the summer. I felt like it was appropriate, and I'm using that term loosely, <laughs> very loosely for this one. <laughs> but th- this was like a subgenre before the high school 
film turned into like the John Hughes style and things mm-hmm. like that. For better or worse, this was a very, very common genre of film. And then I also realized like I bought some really cheap DVDs. And I currently don't even have a DVD player. I need to get one. But <laughs> I bought some really, really cheap DVDs. And they would have like 10 or 20 like teen films that were really like low budget teen films. In one DVD? In one DVD. How yeah. fun. But yeah. So, and I thought, while this movie, is it going to win any awards? Not any <laughs> awards I know about. But this to me would be fun to watch at a slumber party with, with friends, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I can see this being a drinking game in yeah, five exactly. seconds. <laughs> and that's why we're not going to do, like, a serious deep dive today, because, I, one, I know it's not very accessible. Uh, we ended up finding it on Daily Motion. It used to be on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They took it off recently, because even when I invited you to be on, which was only a couple of weeks ago, it still was on Amazon. Yeah, and I had seen that, that it was on Amazon. I was like, oh, okay, sweet, I'll watch it later. (laughs) Went back, poof, gone. Disappeared, and like wiped off the face of the earth, it seems like. (laughs) Right, it's like, where did this beautiful movie go? (laughs) So I found it on Daily Motion, but if you search, you'll find this enough. I think it's one of these films that people don't care enough about to theoretically block. I don't know, Amazon probably got a new algorithm and found that it existed. Right, (laughs) right. Um, but if you're not familiar with summer school teachers, and I would not blame you, <laughs> it's from 1974, and this is what the back of, apparently there was a DVD, because I looked it up, and this is from the back of the DVD. A trio of naive but eager young Midwestern women oh. go to California to teach summer school classes at Regency High School. Perky and willful Conklin T starts up and coaches an all-female football team. Stuffy chemistry teacher Sally Hansen manages to loosen up after she falls hard for the sur- for a surly juvenile delinquent she student. She sure does. <laughs> she sure does. And pert and liberated photography instructor Denise Carter becomes involved with both a two-faced male chauvinist jerk and a more decent and understanding guy. <laughs> that's it. And I feel like that's something from the 70s because it's, you know, but... Uh, glorious and weird this film like i'm happy i got to see it like just because i am not someone who's too familiar with this genre i know plenty of film guys who like love this b-level shit and they'll like go to like screenings in brooklyn of these kind of films oh for sure um phil norm cinema would be a perfect example of a place that would love (laughs) to show this in all of its glory so one of the most interesting facts about this film, not a lot of facts online, as you can imagine. And not a lot of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is, blew my mind, right? Hmm. What do you think that this, that like explanation reads, and this film reads like, written by a guy? This film was written and directed by a woman. What? Blew my no. mind. No. Yes. Is that true? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I was ready to be like, oh, this is like male chauvinist, right? No. Nope. Well, because, I mean, as we'll discuss, every other scene showed like <laughs> titties and stuff <laughs> yes. and, and was very surface level. The characters had absolutely no depth to them. I mean, in my opinion, in my <laughs> humble, humble opinion. So that's, that's very surprising to me. A woman directing in 1974, writing and directing, was almost unheard of. So so this little film is pretty groundbreaking. And when you start to think of, yeah, on the surface, it's just like a smutty, uh, it's, it's sound, it's not porn, 
but mm. it certainly sounds like porn yes. when you read it, and it certainly has qualities of porn. Yes. But when you think of like uh, the other subplots, like you know, women playing an all men sport, there's a lot of like Which women's cool. women's lib, like feminist yeah. themes and stuff. While it's not, I don't think it would pass a test today as like a feminist film. There are a lot of like women characters who are interacting with each other, and it's not necessarily mostly it's about guys, but it's not necessarily always about guys. That is true, so, actually. Yeah, yeah, I retract a little no, bit. No, a little I, harsh. I, on I, this, I did the but... same thing after I saw the film. At the beginning, I was so ready to be like, "Oh my god, what is this?" And then I thought about it, and I'm like, "Wow!" So Barbara Peters, uh, I read this from Wikipedia. She has a Wikipedia article, which is great. Mm-hmm. She's one of the few female directors who specialized in entertainingly trashy, low-budget drive-in exploitation fare in the 70s and early 80s. Oh, so she knew exactly what she was yeah, like, doing. Yeah, this it wasn't was a like... genre. We don't have this genre really anymore. Mm-hmm. The only place I feel like it might exist is like the horror gore section, yeah. you know? I think that's the only place that B-movies still like have a space, but there's certainly like very little B comedies. By the way, this was listed as a thriller. Which I in what was, way? I don't know. That's what it was like uh, under like the listings online. It's maybe thriller. like the, the like the murdery like <laughs> the the ruffian guy <laughs> plot because that one scene with uh, you know the chemistry teacher having the issue with yes. her soon to be lover <laughs> um, was very off putting. Oh yeah, no. So. Whew. There were some heavy moments, but you mm-hmm. can't really take them too seriously. No, it was very because... hard to, because they were sandwiched, you know. <laughs> yes. like, like banana peel sounds. So she worked with a guy named Roger Corman, mm-hmm. who I'm not too familiar with, but all like the film nerds listening are like, you don't know Roger Corman? Because I've talked to some of my film guys, and I'm like, oh, i got to talk to you about that. So I may have an expert before or after um, this recording fill me in a little bit. So she worked a lot with Roger Corman, and his B-flick movie studio called New World Pictures. And his wife, Julie Corman, was the lead producer. Not only this film written by a woman, directed by a woman, but it's produced by a woman as well. So I kind of love this film now. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Yeah. And like again, when you see it in that lens, I kind of want to watch it again. I kind of want to watch it at a party. Yeah. <laughs> but, but let's not spoil too much. Well, whatever. We can spoil whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's your thing. Let's do it. Um, really quickly... There was no one I knew from the cast. The lead actress who plays Conklin, which is the coach, Mm -hmm. her name is Candace Rileson. And I love this little, like, uh, note I think I found on IMDb about her. According to her obituary, I don't know if it was her official one or not. R.I.P. Although never reluctant to take her clothes off, Rileson was always more cutie than sleazy. But she became so notorious in her B-movie work that mainstream directors hesitated to hire her, which I feel mm. really bad about. But Yeah, but she was really cutesy. She was very bubbly and upbeat and perky, just like her bust. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's true, you know? And I, you know I liked her character. It's funny, because, like, as... <laughs> there are different adjectives to describe this film, but it didn't feel... Like, yes, it was, like, dirty, but it didn't feel gross. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> it was it does. almost like an innocent romp, despite mm-hmm. a lot of boobs. <laughs> it was like, no, no, you know, I don't, I've only seen this movie once, but it was like a like a lighter, softer version of Porky's. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, because Porky's has a lot of, like... Like, it's a lot of, like... Like, ba- like if we talked about today, it's like we can't just be like, ha-ha, you know, yeah. on everything. But everything's so lighthearted here that it... Even though it's not innocent, but, like, it, it feels innocent and playful, especially mm-hmm. for the time, which is very odd. Like, they don't... Again, they don't make movies like this today. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would be loud, you know? <laughs> Fair. Um... The other two, like, leads here, Pat Anderson plays Sally, and Rhonda Lee Hopkins plays Denise. Whatever. So, the <laughs> one um, person of note that I read was, the, I don't know who Sam is in this film. Sam. But he's played by, let's see, Sam. He might be the football coach. Sam, ah, I'll never find out. I think he's the football coach. The one that, like, was trying to steal her idea of yeah, like the, the bad family. Yeah, the bad coach. guy. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but his name is Dick Miller. And he's he's in a lot of these Roger Corman films, but this guy had a career. Oh yeah. Like, let me see. His first film was in 1955, Ooh. and his final film was in 2015. What? Like this guy worked. What was his last film? Like little stuff, but he would play like these character actors. He was in um. The director, Joe Dante, he was in a lot of his films. Mm-hmm. Joe Dante famously did Small Soldiers is one that I could think oh, of. Yeah. But And I believe he was in Small Soldiers, but Gremlins 2. Okay. Like, he did movies like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> the Burbs is another one he did. Mm, okay. But he he seems like he was in a lot. He He's in Pulp Fiction, but in a deleted scene, so we never oh, got to see sad. that. But he played, like, it seems like a lot of well-known directors would use this guy... Like, in, in little parts. Like, in the Martin Scorsese film, After Hours, apparently he plays, like, a waiter, you know? Okay. I mean, still, hey, hey it's, if you can it's work for on, that long. It's on your resume. <laughs> for for 60 years, this wow. guy can work. That's amazing. It, it, it's awesome. So, yeah. good for him. I guess we'll see him again in some other high school films I'm seeing now, like Rock and Roll High School. Hell yeah. So, uh, again, good for him. I can't, <laughs> but he was all the only real actor of note not much else here. This is just like a smutty, smutty film. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. I know you took some notes. I took some notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, first, we kind of open up in, I guess, Iowa or something. I'm assuming. <laughs> all in the, all packed up in the truck. Yeah. Just so, horsing around. So essentially, these three women, I think, graduated college or something, or maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but they're they're just getting a job teaching summer school in California, sunny California. <laughs> How? Like... I don't know, but they want permanent jobs at this school. Okay. So one of them, as we said, was a, I guess, photography teacher. One of them is a, what is she, a chemistry teacher? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Teach, she taught chemistry. And mm-hmm. that's like the innocent one. Not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> she, was gi- she was given a Bible... <laughs> By her dad <laughs> before she got on the bus to go to California. Now, yes, <laughs> this is the evolution actually of her character Boy. starts there. <laughs> yes, so yeah, she's the more innocent one, I guess. And then say. there's one who is just like the the football coach or like a yeah, PE the athletic teacher. yeah, athletic gal, sporty um, spice. Yeah, so I mean, whatever scenes or moments you want to talk about, go for it. Go for it. Um, but yeah, no, I actually that that first scene loved the music. Uh, 
don't yeah. know if you can recall it, but it was just like a boing, ding, ding, yeah. boing, 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 boing. <laughs> I don't know, but it was absolutely perfect. They're horsing around in the truck. I was thinking, nobody has seatbelts on. <laughs> Way to go. And yeah, that just that whole kind of sending off scene where it was just like everyone's introduced and you kind of see everyone's character. Mm-hmm. And you kind of learn what their intentions are. Like the photography teacher obviously is there in specifically California to hang out and sleep with, what was it, rock stars and yeah, movie stars celebrities and stuff? Yes, yeah, celebrities stuff. and stuff. So I'm like, obviously a really great role model <laughs> for the high school <laughs> Oh, and kids. we see later. I mean, look, we're not going chronologically, so I'll just mention it. When she ends up teaching her class, the first thing she does is like show them porn. Oh, yeah, well, first thing. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that like I like what she then presented it as, just like, well, you would see this as obscene, but put this ad down here. And it's is true. it obscene? And I was like, damn, I just got schooled by this movie. She's not, like, wrong. I just no. still don't think that would be allowed in a high school. Absolutely not. Especially for, like, summer school kids, which I assume they're trying to make up credits. Because <laughs> they're, they're not good good students, necessarily. But yeah, yeah. So her intentions, right off the bat, she's a very liberated, as yes. it was said, um, and sexual human being, which I, you know, I, I commend her for. Again, well. and now that we know, like this, like I said, like a woman director, woman writer, like... There you go. It kind of... Okay. It, 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 to me, it feels less, like, dirty almost, like... Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, now it's like, oh, no, it's purpose now. Yeah. It has purpose now, so you cannot, like, giggle too much at it. Yeah. Though sure. it's certainly exploited. Um <laughs> So yeah, and then you were saying the motives of the character. You mm-hmm. mentioned the I'm forgetting all their names. Just the the brunette one who gets Denise. Handed, yeah, Denise who gets handed the Bible. Right. What is, what's her goal? I don't even. I mean, I would. I mean, I think she just wants a job. <laughs> I think she just wanted a job, and maybe, yeah, maybe just see something new, you know, or maybe like touch children's lives. Because again, <laughs> in that first scene of her being actually in the classroom, she's obviously. She she does not have a handle on these students. No. At all. Because they're, like, throwing paper at her, and she's trying to get control of the class. Yeah, she, like, moved from the country to, like, I don't know if it's the inner city, but it's certainly the city, and yeah. they're, like, owning her. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, it's simply the Conklin, which is, like, a weird name. That's the gym teacher girl. Her name's Conklin. Yeah. <laughs> That's obviously her last name. It says Conklin P in the in the That cannot be her last her first she's name. Credited as. What would her nickname be? Conky? Conky, I guess. Conky. <laughs> I believe that was the robot in Pee Wee's Playhouse. That, like, oh my god, it was, yeah, wasn't it? And like he would like, you know Conky yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like Pee Wee, the secret word is whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think you're right. Ready to assist you, Pee-wee. Morning, Conky. What's today's secret word? I, I, I thought you could never ask. Or so is it ch- it's not Chonky. It's con- <laughs> it guys, be, it has to be Conky. I think so. So I guess Conky is a name. Oh my I don't gosh, know. that's amazing. But her goal okay. is just kind of to, you know, prove that women can do as much as men, almost. Yeah. And she ends up, when she gets to the school, they have to play a sport, and she chooses football, which is an interesting choice. <sighs> yeah it was interesting well it was it was just funny because like the whole time it's like all these girls are like i guess we'll just do tennis because you know like we're pretty and By the everything way, their voices oh like the way God. they speak like hey 
And what do you girls got in mind for summer sport? Baseball. And ruin my nails. Girl, you must be crazy. Tennis? No, yeah, I had that last year. How about football? Oh. Football. Well, right. California's the only state where women play competition football. Competition? Sure, competition. It's a new time. It's a new age. Do you know that some of the biggest scholarships are athletic scholarships? I mean, why shouldn't you be able to compete for them, huh? Competition football means flashy uniforms. It means games, audiences, glamour, and men. Men. <laughs> so what do you say? You want a piece of the action? Or you just want to sit around and get fat ass behind? There's that one girl who talks a lot. Like I again, I don't know. The yeah, the, the brunette one with yeah. the perfect hair. By the way, she's beautiful, perfect hair. But then her buddy was like, "With my nails, yeah. hell no!" And then all of a sudden, everyone's down for football. Yeah. So I'm like, "Mm mm, <laughs> that's not real." And the the justification for it, like whatever, it's fine. But like the justifications for it, it's so silly. And I love when they're having that like meeting with like the athletic department and the principal and stuff uh-huh. and the one guy's like actually women's bodies are built better for football like i forgot what exactly he says but he says something else, and he's just like oh, their form is blah 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 and it's like ooh, that's a little <laughs> was was that what was said it was because there were times in this movie I, I guess it was just because of the the actual age of the film yeah. it was really hard to understand or just like look, low budget low quality audio yeah maybe or it was anyway. just like the ridiculous things that they were saying <laughs> And like we said, the whole aim of... The, there's that one guy who, like, I guess is the principal, but there's, like, that other guy who's, like, just, like, an old man who also could be the principal. I'm not sure. I think one was, like, the dean yeah, or something. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the hierarchy is but of But the that. older man was more sympathetic to, to the girls than... He was more of a pushover. Yes, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was more of a pushover. <laughs> he was precious, though. Absolutely precious. Um, any other scenes early on that stuck out to you or, or funny stuff? Well, just like that horrible chemistry, uh, ke- uh, the chemistry class scene when that ruffian comes in and like basically sexually assaults her. Yeah, which it, it's so out of place in this film. And he was such a bad actor too, and obviously he was in his 30s. Oh, yeah, and, that, <laughs> and that's what made some of what happens mm-hmm. l- like seem less cre- creepy. Yeah. You know, uh, like when she ends up you know, I guess she has a thing for her student, as it's said. There's which a crime. <laughs> it shouldn't happen. No. No. Because that's a teenager. And I thought they were going to use something like, you know how he had been in prison? Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, I got left back. So, juvie. So, like, I'm 16 older. months in it. <laughs> I got counseling there. I don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a tough guy. Yeah, so cool, man. But they didn't. Uh, there's a part, like, a little later where he gets stabbed. Yeah. But... It, it, it's, like, intense, but it's also funny because you see it just go through, like, his, his shirt. shirt. Yeah. Like, it's like, ah! Oh, this ketchup, no! <laughs> I was saving this, damn! <laughs> yeah, look, it, it looks like the knife stabbed, like, a packet of ketchup. It literally did. In his shirt because it just, like, hooks him. And it's like, it was ah! so good. I was just like, this is so good, yes. It's those parts in B-movies that I really, really enjoy finding. Exactly. But mm-hmm. if, if you're at a real slumber party and you put that in and you've seen the movie but your friend hasn't, you're like, oh, wait for this, wait for this, you know? Yeah. And it happens and it's just like... <laughs> yeah, just like, wasn't that awesome? Like, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, the scene where uh, the photography teacher 
goes to the grocery store and oh bumps into Mr. John Lacey, God. who looks like a mashup <laughs> between like a Rolling Stone and a Monty Python character <laughs> with like a peasant yeah. haircut. <laughs> he was so such a cartoon. And like goofy. They run into each other. He's like, oh, I don't want to be seen. And then he's like creeping on her at the grocery so store. So creeping. Yeah. There were, there were little snippets where oh my God. there was like a, the intercom or I, I, like a grocery store employee that was going over and just like, juicy melons yeah. are now on sale. And they would then like fade into like a woman's body part. Plump, young, tender, juicy chicken breasts and thighs. 49 cents a pound. Succulent, honeydew, drippy, fresh from the vine, and only 35 cents a pound. For you lovers of fresh meat, brown rump roast to sizzle on your platter. And he would just be like salivating, but so like cartoonishly oh, salivating. And the whole time yeah, like I'm just like, like, yeah, like a straight up bite was shown at one point. Yeah, yeah, because it's not, you don't see the woman. It's literally the part. No, just a rump. A little because rump. It, it's a, I, that's what they say. They're like, yes. rump roast on sale. <laughs> and it was just like a shiny ass just hitting you. <laughs> and I was like, I hope that one of my roommates walks in right now and asks me what I'm doing. Because this is such a beautiful shot. Um, yeah, I really, really loved that scene. And especially the one preceding it where, you know, he's so overtaken by her beauty and her grace. <laughs> that he goes, oh, you know, come into my house for dinner. And she goes... And he has this quote that I love. I want to try to find um, something that I could put this on. He says, I will take your mind and blow it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I loved that so much. You're right. We need to put that on a pillow. Well, I'm going to try to use it tonight. I'm I'm going somewhere after this. I'm going to try to um, interject that in one of my conversations. (laughs) Please do. Uh, But yeah, I loved that scene as well. I thought that was actually a perfect representation (laughs) of the whole, the genre. Because I don't even know what this genre would be called necessarily. I don't know. If there is like a... Sexploitation B-movie. Okay. (laughs) That was a perfect representation. Just that one scene. And, And you're right. And when they end up going to his apartment... Mm-hmm. He's like cooking for her, but there's these two old ladies overhearing the conversation. I loved that too. I loved those characters. I could totally see myself as one of those ladies eventually. <laughs> wow! And now for a little head. Delightful! We've only just begun, little cockatoo. <laughs> What did he say about having two of us? Oh, Ethel, he said cockatoo. The bird, Ethel, the bird. Oh, he's giving her the bird. Made us feast. Send us both to the height of ecstasy. Let's try that. Take a big piece. I suppose he's hurting her. I don't hear her. Maybe he's got her gagged. Just wrap your lips around this, honey. Mm. I can't stand the silence. Oh, John, John, your meat cuts like butter. I knew he was a masochist. Where do you cheese this? The only thing better than my... 
My meat is my sauce. It's a little hot, but it's... The thing about this film, I feel like, is that I assume you watched it alone. I watched it alone. I was alone. And, and we're trying to analyze it. And when you're trying to sit down and analyze a film like this, it's not going to play as well because you shouldn't analyze a film like this. Mm-hmm. But as we talk about it now, I'm starting to like enjoy it a little bit more, if that makes sense. Right. <laughs> this seems more like a, like a buddy movie. <laughs> or like again, like a drinking game you do with other people. This isn't like a sit-down like mindfulness. <laughs> no. Like take in for yourself kind of movie. This movie would be perfect for movie theaters. Absolutely. Or and a drive in. The part of our brain that had to analyze we need to talk about Kevin completely shut off and a different part of our brain is thinking and talking about this one. Absolutely. Those two things cannot exist in the same No. Like, well. There's no way. <laughs> I can't go from seeing Tilda Swins uh Swins I hate her last name. Her uh her <laughs> face. Yeah. Sure, thank you. Her <laughs> face and then and then thinking about this movie. It just does it. It's not the, I'm, it's not the same person that <laughs> you no. know that um that's thinking about this now. There was another scene that I absolutely loved. And this was just I'm I'm assuming actor actor blunders, where uh, the chemistry teacher is trying to fight for the the ruffian kid, and saying that you know he didn't steal these things because he's known for stealing stuff in the past, but someone was totally you know blaming him for for some uh, car parts that have been stolen, and they're there, uh, the chemistry teacher, the ruffian, and the dean slash other guy plus the old guy <laughs> are there. <laughs> And they're, you know, going to try to suspend him. And there's that whole instance where he's just like, well, you can go fuck yourself. And I guess he trips over some chairs as the actor's leaving. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then once he leaves and she starts fighting with them, they then accuse her of being too, I guess, uh, what would you say, informal? Yeah, a little bit inappropriate with her relationship there, which is fair, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, because I think <laughs> at this point they had already consummated their relationship. Yeah. Maybe. Are we? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. It's hard to be in. It's order hard for me to tell, movie. like in the order, and also like at times I forgot which girl was which. If that makes really? sense. Really? There was a couple times. The hair color was the like best indicator for me. Oh yeah. Who has the scene where it's like a really well? There's a couple, but like a really romantic like love making. Scene. Was it the one, the hiking scene? Oh, there's the hiking one, and I Which think Which I that's, loved. That's that was sport- really cute, actually. That was the sporty girl, right? That was super cute that scene. That was Conklin. Conk. Conky. <laughs> Conky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, there was that scene, but there was also uh-huh. another one, I think. I don't know. Was it the one where it was like, it was like kind of fading in and yes, out with yes, the music? Yes, yes, there was That effect. was with the chemistry teacher Okay, that's Ruffian. what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. Yes. So I'm not sure if that one happened yet at this point, okay. but, but that is a very intimate scene that they yes, have. Yes, that one was very intimate. <laughs> very. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is that he, the actor, trips over some chairs, like storming out, essentially, and then she proceeds to try to leave, and this actress blunders, like trips over the same chairs, <laughs> and it was so and it was so long and drawn out, and I just felt so bad watching that scene 
and I was just thinking to myself, was there no other take? <laughs> were there, were, was it time? Like, what happened? I think they would shoot these movies, like, really fast, which shouldn't surprise anyone. And, okay. You know, low budget. Just try to get them out there. Try to get an audience. Because that was obviously an accident. It, happened. it was not. Because she had a really strong uh-huh. point, you know, just saying, like, no, it's about caring. And you wouldn't understand that because you don't talk to these kids like we do harumph oh god oh god oh god oh god you know there's no way and i i bet she like read that scene in the script when she got it and she was like you know i'm gonna kill it like i believe in this so like, much this is the one and one take she probably tripped and then the, the stupid editor is like wouldn't this be hilarious like, <laughs> <laughs> i hate that bitch <laughs> so another amazing quote that i found with this film was when one of the uh, students was uh, stopped by her boyfriend who was also a football player um, oh, yeah. yeah I don't know if you remember this one and he said you know this is silly you know you girls doing this you don't even get money for it which is like <laughs> what <laughs> you're in high school and she says this really awesome quote that's if you can't dig it Mr. Cool move over because I'm going to play yeah <laughs> and I thought that was the coolest and the way line. she said it too Oh, and the music was perfectly timed with it as well. Yeah, well, it turns out that the bad coach is giving his players like $10 if they get like a touchdown or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you like win, everybody gets 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like in the 70s money, that's a lot of money, yeah, actually. I, I was thinking, I'm a, what's 10 bucks? But yeah, okay, so let's do the math. 1974. Yeah, please. Ooh, this is exciting. 1974, we'll do $10, and then we'll obviously double it. Mm-hmm. Ten dollars. So ten dollars in nineteen seventy four was fifty dollars. What? So, so that's a lot of money. Holy shit! And then a hundred dollars to every player if they win the game. I mean, you uh, know that kind of. He stuff has a good argument then. Yeah. You're not is... even getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess he did, but the ladies are playing for the love of the game, so I don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Raw, raw. Raw, raw, raw. So. There was also that, like, one date where they're at the peep show. Do you remember that or something? I do remember that. (laughs) So was this guy that the photography lady was seeing, was he a photography teacher too? There was, like, a nice guy teacher, right? And then, was that him? That's the same guy? Well, the nice guy teacher, the one that Conky was on the hiking date with, is, like, another, like science teacher yeah something like that but so, then who was this guy i don't know he was like really i, I was random. confused because yeah it was just like a bunch of like it was a revolving door of men <laughs> yeah i'm not sure like when she met that guy i must have missed that part right but not a good idea for a date going to a peep show <laughs> is not something that i would consider like first date material and i was trying to figure out like whether like that was something that people actually did in the early 70s or if it was like something just made for this exploitative film you know because not a great date you know what i am just remembering she i guess had put like an advertisement for dating oh, and yeah. maybe what her advertisement was was like i'm adventurous <laughs> you know and maybe he was kind of showing her up maybe because, like, in the world today of internet dating, you know, mm-hmm. it's very very different, but these weird, like, 70s-style datings, like, it was like a service that would call you up. Yeah. It's like, hey, we have a date for you. Right. <laughs> His name is George. He's a doctor. <laughs> I, I know we don't want to dive into this too much, but I'm right. sure you're, like, 
Nancy Grace murder senses were going off with like all these people agreeing to just like sure I'll date this random person you know well I mean it's the same now though other than in my experience with the tinder dating you're talking for like a month texts yeah guys. I guess I guess that's what different different I mean, you, get, you get a picture not that that means anything that doesn't but... mean shit <laughs> yeah because trust me I have been on a few dates where it's like the picture is not the person in front of me I mean, side note, I guess it is related to this film, but I don't know why anyone would want to do that, because eventually you're going to see that person, you know, on, on the date, presumably. So why would you want to put misleading photos on your dating profile? Because you're an idiot. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> or maybe they don't really think that anyone's going to go out with them. <laughs> maybe, but then, then why are you there? I don't like, know. Like... I get, like, that maybe you don't want to show your worst photos, obviously. I, I have. <laughs> I, I put my worst one and my best one. I guess that's And fair. be like, I fall somewhere in the middle. <laughs> you're going to meet I guess me. that makes you an, an honest person. Yeah, but, really. oof, yeah, I don't know. A lot of this was like, oh, you guys are taking a lot of chances on... <laughs> well, I mean, with the phone one, it's like, now you're really... Unless again, we don't know about it. Maybe, maybe like they vet the people, or they're supposed to. I doubt it. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I just gave Brian a face. Uh, I don't know. It's the 1970s, and they went to a peep show, so I don't know how much vetting was actually done. Very true. Very true. <laughs> but yeah, I just wrote down what kind of a date is this. Very upset with that one. Poor, poor lady. I want to say we're building to an end, but not mm -hmm. really. Like, it's just kind of a series of scenes. Mm -hmm. The main plot to me is the, I guess, the football team. They want to get their uniforms. They want right. to get stuff. That was one. So they can play the big game. Um, the chemistry teacher, her plot gets wackily put into, like, her, her juvenile delinquent student crushes plot. Yes. Where he, they don't steal cars. They steal car parts. Yeah. Like, it ring. was like a car part gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of older-looking gentlemen <laughs> posing as high school kids, essentially. And he, like, you know, he he don't want to be in the gang anymore. But yeah, you know, he's like turned around, you know. <laughs> he had met the special lady, and yeah, that one turns serious, actually, because he gets kidnapped at one point and like held in a barn. Yeah, a barn. Like, they're in like <laughs> sunny California. Nothing. There's not barns in California. Like I'm not right. saying that at all. But I don't know where they go. You know, like, yeah, the rural land and. <laughs> Like yeah, the, and he, the, he's handcuffed, and he, I don't yeah. know if he kills somebody or just hurts somebody to, like, to escape. I think he just hurts them. Okay, because I know he was going to be killed. Like, that was the plan. Yeah. Which was like, whoa. Um, I mean, let's just bring her plot home, I guess. Yeah. Like, let's wrap her up. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a car chase scene, right? <laughs> yes, with the VW Beetle. Yes. A uh, dune buggy, I a think? A dune buggy <laughs> without any... Like, it was just, like, the frame of a dude yeah. buggy, too. So I'm like, this person's going to get <laughs> maimed. Like. And then what? The other one was, like, a pickup truck or something? I don't know. I don't no, it was, like, it was, like, a sedan. Okay. Yeah, just sure, a Sure, whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. A car. The it other was a ones car. were more, like, whoa, this is interesting. Yeah, it was weird. And then, yeah, that guy. It's, the, like, a I long guess, car chase. It's relatively long, I would definitely <laughs> say. Yeah, and that guy gets hit by a tree. <laughs> Or he hits a tree, rather. <laughs> the tree was That's moving. how it happens. This is not that bee movie. Um, <laughs> and I guess it's just reconciled. Because then he, like, turns in who actually had been stealing stuff and, like, the Yeah, he's leader? like, I'm going to turn in the bad guy. And essentially he does that and 
la di da, their plot is finished. It's just, it like it doesn't piss me off or anything. It's just like an interesting little car chase segue. It's like right. this movie needs action, you know. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> well, we gotta do something. The, uh, the photographer lady, God, what is her name? Denise is the chemistry teacher. Right. Conky is the <laughs> is the uh, the gym teacher. Yes. Her name Stella. is. I don't know. Sally. Her name is Sally, Sally, which I don't really hear in the entire film. I've never heard she her name. She doesn't strike like, me as a Sally anyway. She, no, she doesn't look like a Sally at all. The big deal with her is, is either these pictures are taken against her will or not? Like, I remember. It was, okay, so it was the guy that took her to the peep show, right? Yeah. Okay, they go back to his place, mm-hmm. and he, like, takes sexy photos of her, and she goes, well, let me take sexy photos of you, and he yes. goes, no, <laughs> and she gets super pissed off about that, and ends up, like stalking him, <laughs> taking his photo, cutting out his face of these pictures, and then putting it on, like, like, nude models. Yeah, it's like she makes an art show. Like, nobody looks good coming out of this relationship. No. Or whatever they had, I don't call it a relationship. Because she shouldn't have taken photos of him without his consent and then done an art show about and it. And it was a really bad, like, <laughs> like paste job, too, on these things. Like, there would be, like, these models with, like, different colored bodies and then his face, like, totally, like, <laughs> warped. And, like, it was just like, this looks horrible. Horrible! Like I wouldn't even be mad if someone did that to me in retaliation. No, because it's for obviously not you. Everyone's no, like giggling. I would uh-huh. laugh and I'd be like, "Look how dumb you look! You're a horrible photographer." <laughs> yeah, I, I think I wrote down worst Photoshop ever. Like, good job. And he he takes his revenge, I guess, and submits her photo to like a, a magazine, like a Playboy or something. Which, there you go. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> And in her hometown, like, they even see it there. And her fiancé calls and breaks up with her. And I'm like, I forgot she had a fiancé. Yeah. So did she. (laughs) She definitely did because it was, like, that day that she arrived in California, she was, like, with her antennae. Yeah. Like, then I guess that's okay. So why even do it? And then, like, he makes the calls, like, we're done. He's like, like, what happened? Like, Oh, I broke up with what? Blah blah blah. Oh well. But I'm happy about it. You know? Yeah. She's like, it's actually a better thing. Yeah. I'm like, now, nah, no shit. Like, you <laughs> I'd were say fine. So. At this point, I'd say so. Absolutely. And that kind of becomes like her thing, and like the students end up seeing it, and she gets suspended. Right. The, Rightfully so. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Come on. The chemistry teacher, I believe, is suspended. Yes. Um, and for then, getting in like the car. Yeah. For, like, associating thing. with the criminals and stuff. Yeah, and whatever. having sex with her student, Yes, probably. I mean, that, that's probably the bigger reason. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to gloss over that. So. Wow. I don't know. Jesus. Christ. So I don't know if people who are listening right now should see the movie and then listen, or just listen to us cold turkey, because, you know, you can craft such a movie from what we're saying, you know? Right. Like, all this random stuff. And then the football plot is she ends up, Conky ends up getting suspended as well. Yeah. Oh, because they go undercover. I forgot about that. That's right. The mustaches, and they're like... <laughs> she She gets some students, her football, uh, her girls' football league students, to, like, dress up like hookers, essentially, <laughs> and go on this, like, made-up... Like, like go to the made-up date that Conky has with the bad football <laughs> player. Her name, I can't. With the bad football player, and, like, steal his keys... To then go into the gym and steal the good equipment yeah. for their big game, <laughs> you know, to make the sport like a real thing that's going to be happening um, with the school. And so then she gets suspended for that. Yes. So all three of them are suspended. Yeah. 
But she gets rescued by a coalition of feminist and women's lib people. Yes. Nudists. You know? Oh, that nudist that that barged into yeah. the principles. Um, I'm with the nudist group. Yeah. And whoosh, shirt comes out. And uh, bodies, naked bodies aren't bad and they build strong minds. Like, yeah. what? What are, that's a bad argument. Did you... Uh, it was oh, so bad. I, I like to think about the actors too. Like, oh, can you do the this? women's Read lib that? one was the best though. Yeah, when she came in, she was like down for it. Yes. So little little side thing we're gonna do here. Okay. I was trying to look up some magazines from the seventies. Mm. Um, couldn't find all the ones I wanted, but I, I found a couple with like quizzes. <gasps> I found Young Miss magazine. Oh my god! So like, what a feminist high school student, and this is nineteen seventy two, would be reading perhaps. A feminist specifically. Yes. Okay. Oh. And this is a quiz I'm going to give to you. Oh, shit. It's true or false. Okay. This was actually in the, let's see, November 1972 issue of Young Miss. Okay. True or false? Answer, and then we'll decide how how with the women's lib movement you are. Oh, no. (laughs) This is, oh, my God. This is so bad. (laughs) Never let a boy know you're as smart or smarter than he is. True or false? false because if he can't dig it mr cool you can just move on over only brainy girls like mathematics that's true i hate math I'm not brainy. <laughs> i gotta mark your scores down Hold on. okay I okay so i put false, false and for number one and then true for a joke but just to make myself feel better <laughs> only wear feminine clothes which makes boys look twice False. <laughs> Sweatpants all the way. Yeah, with my <laughs> hair bun. Whatever. That's cool now, actually. Don't be caught dead without a small supply of cosmetics in your handbag. That's true, because it gets hot in the summer here. <laughs> and girlfriend does not like waterproof mascara, so I have to reapply. <laughs> Let the strong boys in class move the chairs for the teacher. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? (laughs) I don't want to get up. (laughs) Sports and strenuous physical activities will make you look like a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is obviously proven false. Because Conky had a very amazing body. Yes, she did. And she was very bulky. (laughs) It's only right for you to take home economics and not shop so you can learn to prepare meals for your husband and children. Yuck. Ooh, I hate that question. Yeah, I mean, false. Because don't you also have to, like, learn how to build things in the home, too, for your husband? (laughs) That Ikea furniture, come on. True. (laughs) That sounds like a Conklin, you know? Yeah. Like, with the names they have. Like The boys' tennis team, the only school team, has never allowed girls to try out, and there's no reason why that should change. False. False, yes. (laughs) Girls should not be aggressive and compete because it's more feminine to let the boys be leaders and winners. (gasps) Gross! False! (laughs) Ew! Oh, man, please tweet these. Please tweet them. I should, I should. You really should. In dating, always let the boy make the first move and never look too anxious. That's a weird one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, False? I don't know. Feels weird. <laughs> Only women's liberation types want careers and men's jobs. Ew! 
I mean, I guess that's true because <laughs> women that aren't <laughs> these with are the feminist, yeah. I think today the, the answers would be movement. different than what they're expecting. You know. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm really excited to hear my results. Don't worry too much about grades because you'll probably get married and <laughs> quit working anyway. <laughs> Just going to college for that MRS degree, that Mrs. degree. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, false for that one. So they wanted all the answers to be false. Of course. You answered three true. Yes, I did. But So you're not the most women's lib, but you're pretty women's lib. Yeah. But certain ones you answered, I get why. Because okay. wait, there was a couple of them like that today would be tricky. Mm-hmm. Like only wear feminine clothes, make boys. I forgot which one. Uh, I know, like my my math ones. Only brainy girls like yes, math. Yes, that's the one. Only brainy girls like math. Like, well, they, I, they, I here feel it's like... implying that being brainy is bad. You know. Oh, see, no, I thought like to understand like high level mathematics, you would have to have a certain understanding of it, which would you know require more. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. But the one, um, the other one we were saying that was like, huh, is the only women's liberation types want career and men's jobs. It's true, though. But it's true I mean, because it? every woman should be a women's liberation type. Well, you know? of course. <laughs> but then there are some women who really go for that traditional a woman's places in the household, literally. <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. I, I mean, I'm just, I, I mean, I'm <laughs> saying that there are probably some women that feel that way. Yeah, I think a lot right? more probably in 1972 than today. But it, I thought that was funny because this is what a, a, a high schooler would be reading who was into like the women's lib thing. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I like love that like, women's lib, like calling it that. Isn't it also kind of an oxymoron because all these questions were very stupid and obvious? <laughs> it's What true. do you think? I'm stupid? Like... <laughs> it's definitely like talking down. I bet that was written by a man. Like, <laughs> oh my God. That would be terrible. Oh my God. That would be terrible. So. These protesters in the film, back to the movie, yeah. you know, basically get her reinstated because pushover old man. Um, yeah. And she ends up coaching the game. But it doesn't really matter because the entire game ends in this awesome brawl. Yeah, what <laughs> happened? How did that, like, happen? It's like a helicopter shot or something. Maybe it was like a, a crane. That was fun. Because, like, it just goes over the entire field. It's just a big brawl. It's like wacky music playing again. Yes. And and the, I remember this one specific person that I saw was doing, like, a donkey kick. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you saw I that saw person. That. This is, like, like, one of the most the focused star. I've been in the film when I was just watching this brawl happened it was yeah. Like insane yeah that's one of the scenes where i just kept going back and going like who can i pick out like who's really fun the game never finishes no i thought they were gonna like be triumphant and win but yeah i thought that would have been super cool like a mighty ducks kind of thing but no instead it was just like oh well you know and the film ends with that yeah that huge fight just out on the field, like everybody. We're talking about people in stands. We're talking about teachers, teachers students. students, like everybody. And that was a whole barrel of laughs. You have to really see enjoyed. this film to believe it. And um, I'll probably mention this before we get into the meat of this episode or, or after. But if I haven't already, you can find this movie online if you really look. But if you really want to see it, you want to bring it to a sleepover and you still have one of those things called a DVD player... This movie, I think, was like six bucks on Amazon to order. Like, yeah. if, if you have time to get it shipped to you or whatever. I don't know if it's on Prime, but... It would be a really fun kind of, like, themed party. Like, 1970s parties, yeah. guys, and, like, have this on. 
Because woo, <laughs> it is and it is seventies young miss or whatever laying around and for everyone to read and yeah and oh great. man that's that's a cool party yeah I mean I guess any other thoughts or scenes or things in this film I think we it's not much to go over but it's again Ooh. talking about it again it's a fun film like I say it's harmless a lot of crime happens but if you don't take it seriously <laughs> then you're gonna have a good time then it's a great film yeah everything was great loved the again the outfits were really awesome the acting was awesomely horrible at times <laughs> and other times decent um yeah i would say really really fun and i'm going to watch this again and i'm gonna watch it with somebody and make them watch it with me absolutely same absolutely here. And if you guys did your homework, you've already seen it, and hopefully you'll spread the word of this film. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked up another quiz. Okay. I'm not, I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm comfortable giving you this quiz. I'm just going to read the questions Why? because it is a very... So it's from Cosmopolitan Magazine in 1974. Oh, this is going to be horrible, please. It is, it's, are you sexually adventurous? Oh, please, yes. Give it to me. <laughs> I will, okay, I will give you this quiz, but... For fun. Yes, it's all and for fun. And if it fun. doesn't work don't, out. Don't take it too seriously. I can't. Because I was I was like, oh, I'll just read it. And some of them are funny and some of them are like, whoa. Okay. Okay, let's just go for it. Let's just go. It's a longer, I want to see your face get red. Too. It's a longer <laughs> quiz. Okay. But you have consented to the quiz, correct? Okay, I okay. have consented. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Do I need a lawyer present? <laughs> no, no. Your word is binding. Okay. You're recorded. <laughs> okay, great. All right. I'll read you the paragraph that leads into the quiz. Okay. Now that you can have tremendous sexual freedom if you want to take advantage of it, how well do you want to respond to the challenge? Are you a little frightened of where experimenting might lead? Or Sorry, the article just to show you. I know you guys have. I'll link it on our like, social <gasps> Ooh, media. Oh, fine. It's very yeah. faded. So oh, I it's love hard it, though. Read, so if I, I slip on words, that's why. That's fine. Are you a little frightened of where the experimenting might lead? Or do you take foolhardy risks in the quest for erotic variety? Mm, okay. <laughs> Naturally, not every woman wants to live on the sexual frontier, but your true adventurous desires may be shackled by the unconscious timidity. Unconscious timidity. This quiz will show you how shy or bold you really are. This is fun. Okay, I want to learn this about myself. I think this is really uh, useful information. For each of the following situations, choose the response that is most nearly like your own. Okay. 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 I'm sorry, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) You get into a cab, and the handsome young driver asks you to go home with him. You, A, leave the cab and hail another. B, tell him to pull over and get into the back seat with you. C, say that if he's going going off duty, you'll have a drink with him at a nearby bar. Or D, refuse his request, but stay in the cab. He's attractive. Handsome young driver, oh, handsome. yes. Handsome yes. young driver. But when I, we say young, like, think your age, not like, my age. Not like a um, 15-year-old, theoretically. No, I'm going to say C. Like, let's go to a bar then. Fair. fair. I was just going home, but now I'm not going to give you my address. Thinking smart. Because you probably have an STD. <laughs> Two, you and your lover or husband come home from a party at 4 a.m. and you suddenly feel like making love standing in, in the downstairs hall of your small apartment building. Oh, okay, so in the public area of the apartment building. Oh, good. You suppress the desire, opt for going upstairs and make love there. Hmm. B, kiss and caress him until he gets the idea. Hmm. Or C, kiss him. Let yourself be turned on by the fantasy of making love there, then seductively lead him upstairs. 
Mm, I would have to say that last one. See? Yeah, yeah. Probably the safe option. <sighs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm already too safe. <laughs> Three. A man you met while walking your dog in the park calls and invites you to dinner at a restaurant. You accept. Then he says, please wear black stockings, re- regular stockings, not pantyhose, and a garter belt. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. You you tell him you're not interested in that kind of thing. Uh. B. Ask what he's going to wear. C. Agree. Wear the outfit. And see what the evening brings. I'd say B. Like, what are you going to wear? Because if we're going to wear the same thing, (laughs) then that's going to be embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, man. You're about to make love with a man for the first time in your bedroom. Oh, okay. (laughs) You turn the light down or off. B, leave the light on. Or C, ask what he'd prefer. On. Absolutely. B. Yes. Five. A girlfriend gets locked out of her apartment and must stay over your place. In your double bed. Yes. During the night, she makes an unmistakable pass on you. You, A, pretend to be asleep. B, tell her you're a confirmed heterosexual. (laughs) Well, we know this one now. C, don't know how you'd react. You'd have to actually experience the situation to see if you felt an attraction to her or not. Uh, yeah, that one, obviously. C. Yes, I, I, I would have to figure that Excuse out. Excuse me, I'm a confirmed heterosexual. <laughs> Ex- pardon me. <laughs> see, see, see. Six. At a party, you're wildly attracted to a sensual 17-year-old boy. No. <laughs> god. Oh, God. Who asks you if you can take him home. A. Beckon him into the bedroom at the party, lock the door, and let him take it from there. What the fuck? What uh, times they have a change? Well, I, I guess this is a state where it's consensual at seventeen. Yes, Maybe. I guess technically. I but why guess. do they have to say that specifically? I don't know. Oh God. <laughs> B. Thank him charmingly and ask him to call you in twenty years. Yeah. C. Go home together. Ask him for coffee. See what happens. I mean, it doesn't really give me a lot of options that I would do personally, but I would have to say B then. B. Yeah. Okay. It's the most closely resembled right. one you would do. Mine would be like, what are you doing at this party? <laughs> to yourself and him. Oh, God, if you thought that question was bad. Oh, yes, please. You occasionally had a sexually exciting rape fantasy. I apologize. <laughs> Here's the red face. <laughs> <laughs> you recall... Sorry, A. You recall the fantasy while making love. It heightens your pleasure. B. Think the fantasy reflects an unliberated submissiveness. You try hmm. to take more of a sexual lead yourself in future lovemaking. So these answers are better hmm. than I okay, okay, thought okay. they would be. I thought it was going to be... Yeah, that kind of makes me... Like, I was holding my breath, yeah. you know, literally. C. Tell your lover or husband about the fantasy, implying that you'd like to act it out in bed. Hmm. I guess it would have to be between B and C, but I would probably say B. B, okay. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to go, like... Ooh, like yeah. Ooh. Illegal kind Real of stuff. Real bad. There. Yeah. yeah, really bad. <laughs> Okay. The next question is just, you and your man... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you and your man are, A, are verbal about sex, talk about lovemaking before, during, and after. B, communicate mostly through caresses and a kind of secret, but not specifically sexy language of your own. <laughs> <laughs> C, are so tuned into each other, you rarely need to overtly communicate. 
Oh, A. Absolutely. Nine. Okay. You get a 16-millimeter movie camera and projector as a present. Nice. Good friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little faded out. It's a, uh-huh. I think it says, what would you like... Oh, something along the lines of, what would you like to do with it? Oh, okay. Make what? a charming film of your lover at the beach and in other settings. B, rent a copy of Deep Throat and invite <laughs> him for a private screening. Or C, set the camera on a tripod, make love in front of it, then invite him over again to view the results. <gasps> like critique. Ooh, <laughs> that's kind of fun. I'm going to say C. Let's C. shake it up a little bit. C. Yeah, why not? Ten. Because who, who else is going to get a hold of a projector like that? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Some of these are very specific. Yeah. Ideally, you're on a vacation trip to the Yucatan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'd travel with your lover and enjoy having sex in unfamiliar places. B, travel alone or with a friend, have splendid but unsexy time, and enjoy the erotic renaissance with your man when you return. C, okay. travel alone or with a friend and have at least one holiday affair with someone you've met. Is that a normally sexy place? It's, it's like Cancun and stuff. Oh. Like. Well, A, obviously. Obviously. Some people like to travel alone. Oh, yeah. No, I like to travel alone, but I just assume. (laughs) I have to go with the Well, you have a husband in this scenario. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. 11. Which of these most nearly describes your feeling while making love? Okay. Floating in a lovely, tranquil pool. (laughs) Swimming in an exhilarating surf. Expertly (laughs) riding a surfboard. Oh, good. (laughs) Surfboard? I would say B, yeah. (laughs) Twelve. You've showered and you're already dressed in a bra and panties. Okay. Your lover is in the shower and he asks you to join him. A, you laughingly tell him he's insane to dry off and come have a drink with you. B, take off your clothes and jump in. Or C, jump in, leaving your underwear on. I would say B, because why would I want to use the dryer again? Why are you, you just put them on. Right, like, what am I, stupid? (laughs) 13. On your way to the supermarket, you meet an old love, and the sparks are rekindled. He asks you to come with him right then. Remembering that you haven't shaved your legs or underarms in several days, you, A, go with him and secretly use the razor in his bathroom, which is kind of gross. Yeah. (laughs) Don't know where he's been. (laughs) B, go with him and explain, when he looks closely at your body during lovemaking, that you've adopted European customs, all of them. (laughs) I'm assuming that's like italicized. <laughs> yes, it's like dot dot dot. And then oh, it shows cute. It. <laughs> okay. C. Make a date to meet him in two hours. I would have to say C because I don't want to dry, shave, and then get razor bumps because that's even more embarrassing Oof. than hair. Oof. Yeah, because then it looks like I can't shave. <laughs> <laughs> not fun. Not fun. Right. Fourteen. Okay. You've just introduced your new lover to some close friends. Later. They're most likely to tell you, A, he's exactly your type, B, where'd you find them? We never know what to expect from you. (laughs) And C, but he's the fourth this year and it isn't even spring. Oh, God. (laughs) I would say B, my friends are very mean to me. (laughs) And that came fast to you. Well, yeah. I mean, well, God, it would just be Jesus Christ. Like, where do you find these guys? 15. A highly satisfactory love affair has ended. Oh, sad. A. Disillusioned a little. Why do men cause such pain? B. 
Sorry for having been unable to make this love affair work any longer. Mm. Or C. Sad but plotting the next adventure. There's no all of the above. <laughs> no, there really isn't no all of the above. The one that fits the most. <clears throat> I would say C. I'm an optimist. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On to the next one. <laughs> 16. At a party, a staggering hand. What? Oh, so, oh, so, it is a dash. <laughs> so it's a staggering, staggeringly? Hmm, hmm. I don't think we use that in that context anymore. Okay. A staggeringly handsome. <laughs> A staggeringly handsome and nice man mm-hmm. pays you many attentions. Ooh. You feel flattered, but doubt this could lead to something serious. B, a bit skeptical, he's apt to be a Don Juan. <laughs> <laughs> or C, pleased and drawn to him in return. Hmm. Well, I am beautiful and very charming, so I, I'm not surprised that someone like that would talk to me but i would have to say b b yes he's a don juan proceed proceed with caution fair and that definitely sounds like a word i'd use don juan (laughs) for sure 17 we're almost done don't worry okay i'm getting exhausted (laughs) (laughs) someone you're crazy about dares you to do something risky gamble your return airfare at baccarat streak at the police station dive from a cliff into the mediterranean these are just examples. It's not even the option. Oh, okay, okay. You'd uh. probably weigh the dangers carefully before deciding. B, say no, no matter what he thinks about you. Or C, rise to the challenge. You are as adventurous as he is. Absolutely B. That guy is a maniac. <laughs> like, all of those options are horrible. <laughs> like, d- no, no, I don't want to die today. Thank you. 18. Your fantasy sex city would most likely be... A, kinky <laughs> Hamburg. Where? Hamburg, Germany. Oh, okay. The Germans are very kinky. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> B, romantic Paris. Or mm. C, lusty Rio de Janeiro. Ooh, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> yes. Uh, 19. Which of the following sex scenarios is most like your own fantasies? <laughs> Boy. Thank you for inviting me over, yes. Brian. <laughs> I'm getting to learn a lot about you tonight. This is beautiful. A, an elegant cocktail party. A man you don't know orders you to take off your clothes and lie down on the floor. You, what? It just in the party? <laughs> what the fuck? He then makes love to you in full view of the other guests. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. So you were right. Voyeurism. <laughs> B. You secretly take a job in an exclusive bordello <laughs> and yield to the bizarre taste of a series of customers. So I'm a I'm a prostitute. Yes. <laughs> okay. Or C, you and your lover have sex on a bed of leaves in an alpine meadow. <gasps> that one, the C- last one. C- I want to do that. <laughs> that sounds lovely. You would most like to star in a movie directed by A, Bernardo Bertolucci, okay. B, François Truffaut, or C, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. C. Cuz that's the only name I recognize. <laughs> 21 out of 22. Okay. A friend tells you she's accepted $100 to let a man look at her for 10 minutes while she wore nothing but a flower behind one ear. So specific. Okay. Okay. A. Want to know all the details but are somewhat repelled. B. (laughs) Find the idea sexually exciting and wish an attractive man would ask you to do something that far out. Far out. (laughs) C. Think that your friend made it easy money, but you'd never have the nerve to do it yourself. See, absolutely. 
Okay. 22. Final question. Okay. Oh, my God. Weird, weird ending number. Okay. When you're alone, you oh. often touch <laughs> and look at your naked body and wish someone were there to appreciate it. Stop. <laughs> B. Rarely glimpse at yourself naked except while undressing or bathing. C. Occasionally examine your naked body. And cry. C. <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry. It's examine your naked body. It was to the next page in a full length mirror. C. C. And okay. Yeah. Now let me tally up the totals. Okay. Oh no. We should play like a little like sexy saxophone yeah, like, music here. Doo. Note to self. <laughs> calculator for this one really oh geez there should be like with like teen beat and those kind of magazines from back in my day they would just be like mostly a's mostly b's mostly c's it's just they change like these score levels it's really weird it's very complicated oh so it's like in range yeah i'm assuming oh okay tallied up your score <sighs> you got a 55 oh it's barely passing no it's in the middle category okay okay <clears throat> you're a healthy liberated woman okay unashamedly sexual and able to communicate your desires <laughs> however you're a little confused about what you should be doing with all this new freedom oh. sometimes you feel obligated to vary your sex life other times you long for a romantic true love commitment don't be too buffeted, I don't know, by Buff- these emotional <laughs> shifts. They're natural. Okay. But your sense of self is secure. You can handle sexual adventure. So don't be afraid of new partners and unfamiliar voyages into the erotic unknown. Cute. <laughs> You'll know whether you like them or not and will be honest enough to say so. Don't let empathy for a man lock you into a relationship you don't truly enjoy. Ooh, damn. You deserve... A deeply sexual man, and he deserves you. Aw, I like that. <laughs> so you're satisfied with your answer? I'm very satisfied, actually. Thank you. Thank you, Cosmo1974. That was wonderful. For providing that to us. Thank you guys for listening to that. I'm sure it was fun. I mean, that was a fun segment. It went better than I thought it would. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I would, I would like to, to give, that, <laughs> give that questionnaire out as well to my buddies. <laughs> See where we're at. Definitely going to post that on our social media as well so you guys can play at home. Let Please. me know what scores you get because it is a fun game, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> a couple other questions before we head out. Mm-hmm. Does summer school teachers remind you of your high school experience at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Not in the slightest. It does not. Of the three lead characters, who did you relate to the most? Conky. Conky. <laughs> I would say Conky. Because, yeah, she was sexually liberated, fun, perky, but had a job to do. <laughs> yeah, I liked Conky, too. She yeah. felt like the star of this film. She really sure. was. She was, like, the most um, 
like attainable, most approachable, yes. most approachable character. Absolutely. Now, I, normally I talk about the Rotten Tomatoes. This one does not have a Rotten Tomatoes what? rating. I don't think enough critics saw it, to be <laughs> honest with you. But we changed things a little bit on High School Slumber Party. I realized, you know, that we should grade things like a school grade, you know? Okay. A to F, with the pluses and the minuses. Okay. So, what, what will you grade summer school teachers? Um, I would have to say a B plus. B, because that is the genre. <laughs> it's true it's but true. plus because this movie was a delight it truly was it, it really it was, was. and again talking about it more like it made me it like bumped my score up absolutely so i'm gonna give this a b minus also a b okay but i definitely would recommend people watch this especially at a slumber party yeah um I'd and if love... you enjoy the 70s too yes yes absolutely i think i think we've talked about this you're someone who enjoys 70s nostalgia yeah i enjoy 70s nostalgia so this was something that Again, I enjoyed watching and even enjoyed more talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we could shift again away from talking about murderers and... Not that I didn't enjoy yeah. that. I did. But no, there's, there's a time for it, though. <laughs> and it's not... Guess what, guys? It's not my entire life. You know? I, I'm, I'm, I have I'm, other I hope, interests. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I hope people can see the other side of your personality. Yeah. Which I, I'm glad you could stop by the slumber party and talk about this crazy crazy movie and i hope people out there watch it because again Mm -hmm. it's a hoot sleeping bag (laughs) what sleeping bag are you bringing to the slumber party today a a a summer school teachers slumber party or anything we've talked about today kind of i would okay mine would be do you know those shirts that they sell at beaches where it's like the female body (laughs) (laughs) yes yes. that would be my whole slumber bag is like one of those like drawn female bodies that would be it for sure yeah that that sounds about right that makes sense yeah <laughs> so i've started one more category in high school slumber party i don't know what to call it yet mm. it, i might just call it two for one but remember when you used to go to like the rental store like blockbuster like on a friday and you'd rent one movie and there, sometimes there was like a two for one special okay. and that would be like the slumber party movies so we've rented summer school teachers okay What's a movie that this made you think of or that you recommend or just something that's on your mind that like you'd like to have it at this same slumber party? At the same slumber party? Yeah. Anything. The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> sure. Why not? That would really change A palate cleanser. <laughs> yes. That would be a palate cleanser. So I picked this film that I found called The Student Teachers. Okay. It's produced by the same like people. The director of this was the assistant director of that film. And I'm curious to see if it's similar, you know. Oh. It's from a couple years before it. Okay. <laughs> a very weird bunch. We have summer school teachers, the student teachers, and the great mouse detective. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun sleepover. Yes. So, Alex, any place where people can follow you on social media or anything you want to plug or talk about? Uh, I mean, I'm still up on that Instagram. Uh, it's this is Alex underscore dude. That's where you can find me. Um, and as of yet, really all I have planned is trying to hit that beach one more time bes- before summer ends. I maybe, really do. Maybe you can live your own summer school teacher's fantasy out. Or your cosmopolitan yeah. fantasy. Oh, both. Like. I'll, I'll bring a Cosmo <laughs> to what I will pretend is California. How about that? <laughs> Women's lib. All right. All well, right, thank you, peace. Alex. So if you can't dig it, Mr. Cool, move over because I'm going to play. Huge thank you to Alex. Always good having her on. Really, really, really appreciate her discussing this film and kind of discovering it with me. And thank you to Mike Manzi for earlier 
kind of in giving us a nice little lesson on the genre that this film is in. I look forward to seeing other films like it. Next week, though, kind of, kind of another change of pace, but that's what we do on High School Slumber Party. We're going to watch a film called The Myth of the American Sleepover. How perfect for us. I just feel like I should have done more this summer. You did a lot. I mean, fun stuff. Like, I don't know. You ever think about a person so much that you start to believe that they might know that you're thinking about them? When I was a kid, maybe. Do you want to swim over there? What happens over there? We talk. You trick into giving up your childhood, all these promises of adventure. Once you realize what you lost, it's too late. Can't get it back. We're gonna go to some tunnels one of the girls heard about. <laughs> it's a makeup maze. Can we go? Where the Abbey twins are? I told you, they're starting school. Some freshman welcome sleepover. What are you doing here? I saw you and I said hi. Really? Do you want to come inside? No, I feel like running. My guest next week is a first-time guest. Can't wait to talk to him about this film and have him help us sort through your homework. He's Chris from Now and Again, a wonderful, wonderful show on the Cage Club Podcast Network, where you can find this show as well, don't forget, on cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I'll leave you with a song that I could not find the title to, but it was the final song of the film we talked about today, Summer School Teachers. Later, dudes. Whatever happened to the old values?
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.